Hey guys, Josh Kalinowski here with the JK Experience. Man, I'm excited. Uh, we've got another great uh, podcast here with uh, my man, Kevin Markarian. Uh, he is the broker and owner of a company that he founded back in 2014 called the Marker Real Estate Firm. It is out in um, San Diego and serves about seven communities out there in the greater California area. But not only that, but he's also a part of Lab Code Agents and he's a part of Real Closers. Like this guy does so much and he has grown brand new companies, brand new industry, brand new companies within the industries. And he has massively grown them to have huge impact in their communities and even across the, the country. And, uh, I, I gotta tell you, th this is uh this is a fun one. I, I was, I was thinking we were only going to go about 20 to 30 minutes. It's, it's a lot longer than that. We're going to keep the entire uh, podcast together on this one because there's really, there's just nowhere to break it up, man. And, uh, Kevin just does an awesome job of being vulnerable of where he was at, why he started his group and then how he's been able to, uh, help them become successful, his agents and also his community as a whole. And then really talks about like, as a, as an entrepreneur, if you're trying to grow your business, like how do you do it? How do you how do you grit, get massive growth in that? And it was just an awesome interview to have with him, and I know that you guys will enjoy it as well. So, here's my interview with my man Kevin Markarian. Hey guys, you're listening to the JK Experience, where we train leaders to live a life of exceptional impact, influence and faith. Kevin, dude, thank you for uh, joining us on the JK Experience today, man. I know you are a busy, busy guy, and we're going to go into all of that, but I uh, uh, appreciate you being on the show today, bud. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. So I know that the we, we all know that real estate is absolutely insane and crazy right now. That just goes without saying. I'm curious, uh, you know, you right now, you're in, you're in seven different counties within California right now currently, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Something like that. Yeah, this is how insane it is. Uh, when it's that insane, as a entrepreneur, as a business owner, uh, and of course, as an active real estate agent as well, too, like what does expansion look like for you? Do you see, are there great opportunities for um, for expansion in that in the horizon of franchises and growth? Or is it mm -hmm. simply just more of like, no, we just got to get more volume and we've got to have, uh, we got to get more sales because of what's going on? It's a really good question. I think with expansion, it's easy to say you're going to expand. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, <clears throat> it's fun. It's easy. Everybody wants to expand, but you have to really have the right systems in place in order to be able to su expand successfully. Yeah. Because expanding, what does it mean? It's easy. I mean, you can, I can expand by going and buying leads in a new market now. Okay. Now I've expanded, right? Like, what does it really mean? But if you want to really grow and let's say expand to use the word a zillion times, uh, you have to be able to build something that's going to sustain, be sustained over time. Yeah. So with that requires a little bit of like <clears throat> taking a step back and making sure you have the right process and systems in place so that you're able to expand successfully. So it starts with kind of like working out. You seem like a guy that works out. I do my best, man. Every day. Got to do it. What do you bench, bro? Like 475? <laughs> the, the, uh, evidently, the camera makes me look a little bit bigger. So I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> uh, so my point is, it's like working out. Like, it's how you approach it. Like, you know, let's say you want to work out and you want to hit, get to a certain point with your strength. 
usually what you want, what I've always done is I, I try to get to like, let's say three sets of 10 mm-hmm. with the same weight before I move on to the next weight. Right. Right. So I hit go three sets of 10 comfortably and then I move up to my next weight. So it's the same thing with business. It's like, make sure you can get to a foundation of like strong strength where you feel comfortable, where you have when you're in control. And then you get to a point where I can take the next step, which is going to the next level with whether it's weight at the gym or it's, you know, weight or growth within your own business. If you, if you're struggling to get three sets of 10, then you're probably not ready to go to the next level, the next week. Right. So it's, that's just, that's what it is. And so, you know, once you've got the systems in place, then there's, it can be duplicated. You can expand. You can do not only in your own industry, you can start expanding into different businesses. Yeah. And so that's, that's what really expansion means to me. Well, you've done a phenomenal job of actually expanding not only your business, but obviously into other areas of the industry as well, too. You know, back in 2014, let's just kind of go back. You opened up your mortgage brokerage right there, right? Which was Marker Real Estate. And I'm just curious, like, so I know that just a little bit of your story is you were in the Valley. Um, there were challenges, things going on. You kind of even questioned if you were going to stay in the industry and you made that decision like, no, no, I'm going to a bigger place where it's probably even more competitive, uh, probably even harder, but you're going to go and grind it and, and make something out of it. Well, tell me about that. That's great, man. I did your research. I did. I tried uh, to brother. Thank you, man. So, yeah, so I was in the Central Valley and I was uh, very successful. Central Valley of California, which is, you know, like Modesto. It's a very small, like small town agricultural area. And um, just did really well. I got into real estate, was very successful. I worked for a big developer, was like became the number one agent in the country for them. They had thousands of, of agents. And then, you know, things were going great, but then the market crashed. The market crashed. And uh, like you said, I mean, I was doing well, but I just didn't see light at the end of the tunnel, you know, like Mm -hmm. it just wasn't looking very promising to continue doing business in a market that was the epicenter of the foreclosure crisis in the United States. Yeah, It's not really somewhere where I wanted to spend my, build my career. So at the time, home prices were start, had dropped significantly. And as you know, in real estate, you know, our income is based on a lot of times based on home prices. So home prices go down, right? So the market adjusted tremendously like home prices dropped big time and so you know went from this high flying like super successful to like things changing very fast and I had to change my business model but i looked and you know very uh not very far from me 90 miles away was you know the biggest one of the biggest most successful cities in the country arguably in the world is san francisco mm-hmm. and so it's always like this big city you know I had this little guy in big old city san francisco it was a kind of a intimidation a little bit i wouldn't Maybe that's like too, a strong word, but it was just kind of a big deal, big life shift. You know, it's, so, it's like a monster that, you know, yeah. you're not, it's, it's, it's a beast, right? Yeah. So, but I felt like things weren't looking very promising where I was. So let's just say, if I'm going to fail, let me fail big. Yeah. Let me swing for the fences. Let me try to swing and hit a home run. So at least if I, at least if I strike out, at least I swung hard. Yeah. And I know I went for it. So that was the idea with moving <laughs> San Francisco and I kind of started over from scratch. I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any relationships. Didn't know anything. All I knew that I is that it's kind of like what we talked about earlier, which is the foundation, which I knew that I can I knew how to prospect. I knew I could believe in myself and working hard. I knew mm-hmm. I could put the effort forth. <clears throat> and 
And I thought to myself, you can be successful anywhere. I mean, if you can be successful somewhere, you can be successful anywhere. Mm-hmm. And another part of it was like always looking at like people would tell me I'm crazy. And what are you doing moving to San Francisco in the most challenging times, like historically, financially, and we're in this big crash. It's like the worst time to move to San Francisco. And it's, by the way, one of the most competitive markets per capita has, if not the highest, one of the highest agent ratios in the country. But what I always kind of fell back on was looking at myself and thinking about the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Hmm. So what I've always done and anything I've done, I've been at least average or better. Most of the time I've been okay. Like I've done pretty well. Mm-hmm. So if I can be average or better at any at, in being in real estate in the central Valley or anything I've ever done at that, why can't I be successful if not being average or better in San Francisco? It's the same thing. We're all people. We're all human. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like what if anybody can do it, if somebody can do it, anybody can like, it's even though it sounds cliche, but it's like true. We're all human. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like big deal, you know? So made the move and um, did really well. Started a company like a few years later, it was on the Inc 500 list is one yeah. of the fastest growing privately owned companies in America. And I think a lot of people just have a limited beliefs. And the reason I think we have a, little, a lot of limited belief is because we have, uh, we live in a place of just pure luxury and we have so many good things around us that like, you don't really, I mean, it's just so easy. We have things so easy. And so we think things come easily and, um, and we end up like, I don't know, it's like a sense of um, entitlement a little bit, hmm. you know, and, uh, and, and just not, I don't know, I just feel like having the, the mindset is, uh, is incredibly important and yeah. in wanting to be and being successful in business and just feeling like, like, if you feel like you're not going to do it, then you're probably not going to. Yeah. And if you feel confident that you're going to get it done, then most of the time you get it done, you know? Yeah. No doubt about it, man. I'm curious, have you, were you always a tech guy? Were you always techie? Is that, was that part of your success uh, in the Valley? Good question too. Um, well, I grew up playing video games. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sweet. So my so, kids have, my kids have a good chance because they love to play video games. So if they can follow that track, there, there, there's a good chance that they can kind of be like you, right? Well, there's a lot of a lot of strategy, quite frankly. I mean, it's there's a lot of thought that comes into to playing those kinds of games, man. Sure. Honestly, it's 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 true. Like setting up, like if just if you play certain games, like you think about setting up your settings, like strategizing on who what players you're gonna put. So my background, I didn't have like I didn't have an I didn't go to college. I mean, I grew up really. We we came from humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. So like my my exposure was to things like this when I had to use my brain was to try to beat my friend hmm. or beat my neighborhood people to come over and play and play games with mm-hmm. me. So I was always, honestly, I was the best kid at like playing Madden. I was really mm-hmm. great at it, you know, <laughs> and it, it was, but they tried their best. Like they tried really hard. It was very important yeah. to, to, to people, right. To kids at that time. And, you know, there's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of um, mind games and thinking that has to come, that comes in handy with, uh, comes in hand with, with playing those kinds of games. And so, the settings and the way we set up our teams and things like that it was the same thing with how we set up our business. It's the same thing. So I didn't really have any uh, like really real training yeah. on it, but it was just very natural. And so I'd say the the level of comfort that I had moving into the tech world and and generating you know spending 
you know, generating hundreds, millions of leads now. Like we've mm -hmm. generated hundreds of thousands or up to a million leads, yeah. sending out millions of emails a month. It's, it's, it's really the foundation of that comes from the world of like gaming, yeah. which is crazy to even think about and say, yeah. but it's true. And so I felt comfortable getting into like spending money on online leads and digital advertising and like, because it, because it was, it was familiar. It wasn't like something new to me. So when my kids play video games, yes, I had this feeling of they probably shouldn't be doing that, but they're learning. I mean, it's, it's their brains are being used yeah. and they're thinking, um, and, and they have to strategize and be creative. And so that was, I think what helped me kind of be, be, uh, allowed me to be comfortable in business technology. Mm -hmm. And so now most of our business is built around technology. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's you one know? of the reasons why like your brokerage has done a phenomenal job, obviously in growth and expansion is because you really are known as a tech, uh, as a tech uh, real estate company, right? I mean, the, the amount of leads that you're generating for your agents is, is overwhelming. And one of the things that I love about what you're doing too, is you're not just staying within those boundaries, you're, you're expanding. And I know that you're part of lab code agents. Uh, you pay an integral part of that. You've also got uh, real closers, which you're the founder of that organization. And you threw it out this number, which I, I got to have you say this because I'm going to get it wrong, but it's, it's so astronomical. Between those two organizations, how many agents do you have across the country that are a part of those two groups? So between the two groups, um, it's like 200,000, 200,000 yeah. real estate agents. I'm not the founder of Real Closures. I'm I was um, I'm the owner of Real Closures, but yeah, yeah, I mean we we helped build both. Like I was involved with uh, helping Tristan and Nick in uh, Lab Code Agents. They founded it. They've done okay. a phenomenal job. And uh, but I've just been there, you know, involved in trying to help them grow yeah. and try to help those both of those groups grow. Anybody that's part of uh, you know the real estate industry should be involved in those groups, as far as I'm concerned, just yeah. because it's so much free knowledge and free information that's being shared and it's you know it's just a it's a great place to to collaborate and ex and exchange ideas and yeah it's a, it's it's a wonderful audience as well and we've been able to you know help other companies grow by exposing them to the audience inside those two groups yeah um and uh it's just, it's it's just a great place to spend time and to learn and to network yeah uh so yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I, you know, one of the things that I think is always intriguing for people to, to understand, and one of the reasons why we started this podcast was, is that journey that we as entrepreneurs are on, right? Of, of that growth and expansion. And listen, right now, I know that there's, there's a lot more that you want to accomplish. You have big goals. I'm sure that uh, you're not, you know, that you're nowhere near accomplishing yet, just because, hey, as drivers, when we reach something like, okay, that's only one mountain peak. And there's like 20 more that we're going to go conquer. And there's so much higher, right? Have you enjoyed the chase? I mean, has this been, I know it's hard work. We talk about the grind and we realize that, yeah, there are setbacks and there's failures, but like, has this been like a, has this been a passion project for you? It's, you know, it's really a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> the blessing is that, you know, we have the, the drive, the drive that it takes to be successful, the drive that it takes to be become, you know, an entrepreneur, an Inc. 500 winner or whatever, yeah. you know, growing your companies and, and having a certain lifestyle. It comes with like a certain amount of drive and ambition that I think a lot of us are born with that. Yeah, uh, I do. I do believe that we can, it can be taught as well. Um, and so, you know, and, and it's great to have that because it, it keeps you going. It keeps me going. Like I, I get up and just automatic. 
it's automatic, right? So we have so that's the blessing part. But it's also a curse too, because if you don't like for me, if I'm not busy, if I'm not growing, if I'm not focusing on being productive, if I'm not being productive, if I'm not, right? Yeah. There's a lot of like guilt. There's a lot of um, you know, negativity that comes with it too, to be quite to be quite honest, right? Like uh-huh. and it's just a matter of like harnessing that in a positive way so that I can continue to push myself and know that I'm doing the right thing and know that I'm, and, and also enjoy it because mm-hmm. I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some other things too. Like, you know, sometimes it's taken, you know, you get to something you take away from something else. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe there's like pure work life balance and all that. Like, I don't know. I, for me, maybe I'm in, maybe I'm not in the right, uh, I need some better structure. <laughs> or but yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty hard to be, to be able to balance it all because you know, like during the day, you want to spend time doing certain things. You know, sometimes you get pulled away. And, mm-hmm. and I think you probably I feel like, you know, the answers. I'm looking at you and you're like, you're, you're, you're ready to give me some uh, some counseling right now. No, no way, uh, brother. But, uh, <laughs> but but um, but no, I mean, you know, and then it's just a matter of like, again, it's structuring your time, structuring your day, structuring your um, approach to mm-hmm. things. But um, but no, I, I do think it's. I have enjoyed it and I do enjoy it and I, I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. You know, this is, this is the way that I, I was wired Yeah, and uh, to continue to grow and just, if I'm not working on something, it's like, I feel empty. Right. Like, yeah. so I'm always, so, so in a way it's, it just allows, it gives me that, um, built in ambition. Yeah. Well, I think that there's, there is a, there's this misconception that we're going to find balance. And I, and I think that once we can understand the fact that we don't ever, we will never find balance, but what we can do is we can start to create more balance in our life, understanding the chapter that we're in. And just as we've, you know, with you and your company, like, yeah, it's interesting. And, and I, I'd love to just talk to you about this, but is that, you know, 2014, uh, you started Marker Real Estate, but you've also got twins that are about the same age. So I'm thinking that you probably had two boys that were in diapers at the same time that you're trying to grow and, and really like impact. Cause you've only, you were only in San Francisco for a couple of years before that happened. So, I mean, talk about balancing life in general, right. And trying to be supportive and you must have a rock star wife too. Oh man. She, without her, there was no way I'd be, I'd be right. Where I'm at. Yeah. No way. Absolutely not. I mean, there's just so much that comes with having a great partner. Yeah. Um, and, uh, somebody that's going to be there to support you to, to like not give you a hard time. I have so many friends that have had just problems in their business because they're having problems with their, with their partner, you know? Yeah. So I've been really, really fortunate and blessed with that, but you're right. You know, I think it's very important to step back and always look, try to look as much as you can, as difficult as it is to try to look from the outside in, into your business, into your life, into what you have going on. I'm, I have to, I mean, I think I'm pretty good at that. Like I, I do that a lot Mm. and I try to step away a lot and try to like look ahead and use the past to try to predict the future if I can. So with the business, um, I was like, you know, I was by, I was like 32 and I was very successful as an individual agent. And I, at the time I was buying a lot of leads and I was, I was maxed myself out. And it was, you know, a lot of the growth that's happened with me has been very organic like revenue based organic growth. Um, it's partly, I think, because of like my background and not really coming from a lot. So you're kind of a little bit like you don't want to it's it's weird because it's like when you come from nothing, you have nothing to lose. Right. But at the same time, you come from nothing. You know what it's like to be to be there. Yeah. So you don't want to go back. To you're going to go so back. You're, yep. you're, you're careful sometimes with your decisions, you know. Yeah. And so 
what what I what I thought about was so everything I've ever done has been revenue based. It's not like I'm gonna go start this company. I'm gonna I'm gonna invest you know sixty thousand dollars in the bank and I'm gonna plan out my budget and this. I've never done it like that. It's always been I'm doing it right now. I'm an agent. I'm an individual agent. I think people will relate to this. Hmm. Individual agent. I've gotten to a point where I max myself out. I'm I'm working from five a.m. to you know two a.m. right and I can't do anymore. So my next step is, let me find someone to help me. You know, what's this overflow of, of clients I can't uh-huh. deal with anymore. Uh-huh. And so that's kind of how I've always done it. And so, but, so that was happening around the time I was having, I had my kids, but I also realized stepping out and looking in that I'm early thirties right now, but when I'm 60 or when I'm 55 and my, or whatever age, I'm not going to have this, maybe, I don't know, but maybe I'm not going to have the same energy that I have right now. I wasn't sure. I don't know. I still don't know. Yeah. But I have to plan for that. Right. Yeah. So I looked ahead to think, okay, I'm doing great as an individual agent, but I'm killing myself with time. So how can I be available for my kids and like a life of a family man and all that when I'm putting up this much time, it's not possible. So it then kind of forced me to start a company. And so I started, and so that was, that was the result of kind of the mindset that I had at that time. And so it was really just about stepping away and building systems so I can spend time with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and also at the same time, empower other people mm-hmm. and help them grow their businesses so that they can be successful. And maybe they want to do that one day too, or mm-hmm. what, you know, so, and that's kind of like, that was my mindset when I had the kids. And so knock on wood so far, like I've been doing okay, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, since then you know i've opened up started multiple businesses and um and just using the same mentality of like okay let me start something let me build it and get to a point where you know step by step i don't have to take big risks you know um and uh but i think i I think there is some sort of an edge to just to a person that didn't really come from a lot yeah because uh because again it's like worst case scenario what happens you lose everything yeah you go bankrupt you you lose it all i mean it's i know what it's like to be there and it's like i can deal with it because i've been there so it's not that big of a deal Mm -hmm. but at the same time i know what it's like to be there and i don't i don't want to go back Mm -hmm. so you push even harder yeah so it's kind of like this weird um sense of uh i don't know it's like you it keeps you motivated yeah it keeps you hungry yeah so once you start losing that, that's what I was saying. When people start, when you start getting access to a lot, that's why when people like one of the biggest struggles of my, a lot of friends I'm with, they're all super successful, right? The big problem that everybody has when they're at a certain level, when they're very successful is getting lazy, getting complacent. Yeah. And so then it's easy to start slipping backwards or not going forward, hmm. get stuck because you have it all. You have, you have the lifestyle that you always wanted, right? You know, and that's okay. Like, if that's cool, that's cool. Because I think one thing we have to always be looking for, at least for me, is contentment. And it's hard to find contentment in a capitalistic society mm-hmm. because you always want more and more and more. Mm-hmm. You've been trained to have ask for more, always want more. And it's mm-hmm. okay, though. Like, some people, like Donald Trump in his business world, the guys just keep going, you know, mm-hmm. going, any business person, like mm-hmm. any successful, whoever, Mark Cuban, I don't know. I'm not like political. I'm just throwing his name out. Yeah. But uh, just think about capitalism, right? It's the mindset, the mentality of I keep wanting to grow, keep wanting to grow, keep wanting to grow, keep wanting to grow financially. 
and that's okay. Um, to me, it's, it's also about contentment. So at what point do I want to feel comfortable where I feel like, okay, I'm good, but I'm not sure if, I don't know if those two things can ever be possible together, but maybe they can. I haven't reached it yet. So I don't know the answer. Yeah. Maybe do you? Well, I think that you're pretty passionate. I mean, one, one thing that we don't want to ever lose is our passion, right? And I think when, when that security comes financially, there's a lot of freedom that comes with it. And we get to chase even more so the things that we're even more passionate about. And it's not about security anymore because we do have that, right? It's not maybe necessarily about generational wealth because we now can give that to our children in a way that we want to give it, however that is, right? But just be able to work in that, work in that flame work, right? The things that you're like, yeah. I am like... I'm okay with grinding for 10 hours on this. Like that is awesome. I'm, I'm totally fine, you know, going and you know, staying up till midnight working on this project because it's something that I know brings life to my life. And that's what we're looking for, right? It's not just the grind of working to work because that gets old pretty fast and it does empty the tank, right? And it just, it, it allows for depression. It allows for the anxiety that we face. It allows for midlife crisis. And I think once again, if you can stay in that lane, like what you're in right now, that you are constantly building that passion within those industries that you have, I think that's exactly where you want to be at. And as long as you're there, you just keep rocking that, right? That, that could be the contentment part. Yeah. It's just being there. Yeah, exactly. Well, you lose it. You lose that passion. When, like we, if you've accomplished something and it was never about like a greater achievement, then you, yeah, you'll definitely lose it, right? Yeah. I'm just yeah. curious. So you have taken two like basically really brand new in like brand new businesses, right? From marker real estate. And then of course your assistance with lab code agents. Um, and you have made those, you have scaled those massively has there been, is there a connection or a correlation? Like, has there been something where you're like, if you just take this principle, you can do that just about in any industry. You can, you can, you can go from zero to 200,000. And if you mm -hmm. just take this principle or these couple principles, is there anything that you can share with us about what you think those might be? Without like getting too detailed. I mean, it's pretty general. Yeah. And it's fun if I say it, everyone's gonna be like, no, of course. Like, no, <laughs> but, uh, but it's the obvious thing sometimes, right? The most obvious thing. But I mean, it's just understanding how to generate customers. Yeah. Know how to get customers. If you're especially if you're in a service business. So I'm, I've always been in the service business, right? Like sales, yeah. Yeah. real estate, whatever, financial services. So the person who's got the most customers, like that's it. Like if you can generate, if you know how to generate, get customers, yeah. then you're, you're always going to be busy and you're always going to be like, that's the foundation. Like, how can I get people to want my product or want to talk to me? It's pretty much it. Like, and, and so just, and then there are some systems and ways like processes and doing that, which I'd be happy to share. Yeah. But, um, most of the, what I do is like digital. Um, and and you know, just just outreach and staying top of mind, and then being able to also go after clients and mm -hmm. not being being afraid to approach people mm -hmm. and connect with them. Mm -hmm. And so, just it's a combination of like being in top of mind, and so like doing some doing digital advertising, for example, and being top of mind with ads, um, and then being able to see who's engaging, and then follow up, like basic. We can do that with any industry though. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I started a handyman business. And the reason I started a handyman business is because what do people what do people do before they sell their house? They typically you want to fix it up. Yeah. Okay, so let me be the person they call when they want to fix up their house and maybe they'll let me sell their house. 
So, so, and it's just um, the same approach that we take to getting buyers and sellers to want to work with us is the approach we take to reaching out to homeowners that want to fix up their house. And same thing if you are a masseuse, how are you gonna, how, what are you gonna get in a person's mind that wants a masseuse? Put out some content that is relevant to someone that wants a masseuse, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't seem like rocket science, right? No, and then that's it. And so I think that's 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 like my one common denominator that I that I figured out is like, then once you're able to do that, you can do it with anything. Mm -hmm. And then and then from there, it's like, okay, then what do you do once a customer comes in? What's your process? And having mm -hmm. like a written out process, like standard operating procedure. That's one thing that I it's helped me like um, really start to scale because now we're um, like white labeling our our brokerage, um, and 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 then like showing you know white like basically mm -hmm. white labeling yeah. and so without being able to document our processes and yeah. our system, yeah, you're, not, you're never going to be able to really go outside of yourself. Yeah, we always do this. We never do this, right? When this, when yeah. that lead comes in, we always do this. So it can be completely repeatable no matter who is running it. That's it. Yeah. And, I, and that's it. So if, I, if you're watching or listening and you, you want to like, think about really scaling your business, start to write, start writing things down, mm. take it out of your head and put it on paper or put it on a Google doc, you mm -hmm. know, because then now you can, somebody else can pick up where you left off. Yeah. There, there was a, I remember learning at a very young age, I've been lucky to be around very smart people who, uh, We've just like kind of taught I've learned from and inner inner um you know kind of uh in a way that it's not like I asked somebody to become my teacher it's like we just ended up connecting and they ended up teaching me uh -huh. and so like what I've learned is that anything that I do I want to be able to leave and a third third grader can pick up what I left from what I left off and, and there's no way I can do that unless I write it down and be very clear and basic and simple. So, um, so that's, that's, I think is very important if you want to scale your business, it sounds like super simple and it's probably like, what is this guy talking about right now? Like, but, uh, it's true. Like it really helps. Well, I, I mean, I'll tell you what, you, and you went super high level on it because I know that as you get into whatever that industry is, you have to know who your client is. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to figure out, right? You got to know who that avatar is. You got to know, uh, you know, especially like if the more specific of a, uh, of a business that you have, you got to know who that person is and what they like, what they don't like, how they dress, you know, how they talk, where they're at, what, how, what their age is, you know, if they have kids, I mean, you can really dive deep into that and get specific. And when you get more specific, you have so many, so much better results with it. You have better results. And you also have usually a lot of times less competition. Yeah. Because most people don't break it down. And so like, let's say we said the masseuse idea, mm -hmm. right? So like, okay, what kind of masseuse is it? Do they do like uh, Swedish massages? So it's like, you know, so you just go, you just break it down until you get to a point where, okay, now I'm like the person in the neighborhood, in the zip code, in the street and in the, you know, block. And I'm the person for that block. Yeah. But I have 50 blocks. Yeah. So I do the same thing with every block. Right. So yep. then it becomes, I'm, you become the go-to person. Um, but I will say, so we're talking about becoming very focused and uh, very um, like, let's say like focused and focused, <laughs> very focused on a particular uh, target audience. Right. Or, or get your niche market. 
go deep on a niche, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So I think at a high level, it's important to do that. Mm -hmm. But I think, and this might be controversial, but I think like starting out, I don't, I've, I don't feel like we should do that. I don't think like a new agent, for example, mm -hmm. should like only specialize in one thing. You might disagree. No, I agree I, with what you're saying. I mean, I'm going to, we're from a small community. And so it's like, you just can't work with buyers or you can't just work with first time homeowners, right? You've got to really understand the industry. So I'm glad you said that because we were talking about, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, niche markets such as the Masa and the masseuse. I'm looking at uh, other organizations, but yeah, as a new agent, no, 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 you, you, you're like, you got to become an, uh, a market expert in your market know that niche mark, know, know the market and what the niche is in there. But no, no, you got to be able to service all the clients that are coming towards you, dude. I agree. So yeah, I think you got to raise your hand for every opportunity. Yeah. Don't say no. Yeah. Like when you get to a point where like there are people are at your level where you've got multiple businesses, you've got like properties, you've got a lot of things going on. Yeah. You have to be, you have to say no. Right. Like you can't afford to say yes to everything. You right. don't have the time. Yeah. You don't have the time. But when you're starting out and you're new, you you can't afford to say, you, you can't afford to say no. Right. Like you have to say yes. Yeah. You can't, I'm sorry. You can't, uh, my, my apologies. I meant to say, you can't afford to say yes to everything at your level. Right. Because you're high level. You can't say yes to everything. Right. I think it, to add on top of that though, like I, I don't have to say yes, but I've got a, I've got an alternative for you. Like I can't yeah. do that right now, but I got a great person for you. That's right here. Right. On the other yeah. side, when you're a new agent, when you say yes to something, then you're you're not really good. You got to bring somebody else on with that, man. Bring in that expert and partner with that person so that you can learn. And part of the reason, of course, is obviously like great brokers just like yourself, great brokers just like our, ourselves where we have that assistance. So you don't have to be the expert in it, but you can learn and you can still grow and grow financially from those results as well too. Well, that's the whole point. It's the whole point is to learn. Yeah. So you want to say yes so you can learn yeah. regardless of... of you know, whether you do it on your own or you do it with some, definitely want to do it with somebody else because you're going to bring in that expert who's going to show you yeah. the right way to do it. And you're going to service your client, um, the right way. Yeah. Um, and absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's just about constant growth, constant learning. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the whole point with, you know, even with these groups is just about, you know, getting out and collaborating with other people and having an abundance mindset that's changed a lot over the years too, mm -hmm. recently. I feel like when I first got into the business, it was such a like scarce mentality where if I felt a lot of times I'd ask, I want to ask a question of a top producing agent in my office and I get the cold shoulder, mm. you know, I feel like that's changed a lot though. You know, over the last, like, at least maybe, maybe not, maybe just around the people I'm with because mm. I only surround myself with positive people yeah. and that are like, you know, forward thinkers and willing to share and not yeah. scared to share their secrets and what have you. But I kind of get the sense. I mean, even if you look at the, even within the Facebook groups, the whole idea is to share and collaborate. Yeah. So I think that's becoming more of the norm, which is great, right? It's a great time to be in any business, particularly in real estate, because, because information is so accessible now. Yes. No or, doubt about right? it. Like I can do anything. It's just like the opportunities are so endless. Yeah. And part of it then becomes like, what do I choose? And that becomes an issue. It's like, the options are so great that like, whoosh. let me ask you, how do you deal with that? Like we have so many different choices to make. How do you decide what's the best option? Well, I mean, ugh. 
Well, let's let's get let's go specific. So, if we're are we going to talk about real estate in the brokerage or something like that? Sure. Yeah. No. So, honestly, the best way that I've found for me to make decisions is what's our vision for the company? Like, what do we like? Where do we see the company going in the next two years, three years, five years? Right. And at least have a vision because then it helps me identify the areas that we need to fill the gap in or the, the areas that we need to grow in specifically, right? So if we wanna grow, let's just say right now, we, we, we wanna grow our agent count and we wanna grow our impact. We wanna grow um, our, our footprint. And so I'm gonna look at the way that we can grow. Well, how do we get into these other counties and these other, these other cities throughout our, throughout our state? And one of the challenges that we run it, we, we have a half a million people in this entire state of Wyoming and you have one, you have a half million people in one block of where you're at. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, so yeah. our expansion looks different than your expansion. Right. True. And so I can take these other models that people are using, but I have to, I do have to really change it in order for us to be able to get into these smaller niche markets. And then I also know like, you know, you, I know that when we go in another market, you know, I can't do it based off of what other people's numbers are. I've got to adjust my numbers of what is going to be successful in that in that th- that area, meaning like if the brokerage is only doing, let's say, fifty million a year, right, in total volume. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, is that too small? Well, yeah, in a lot of our larger areas, that's way too small to even consider going into that area, right? Well, for us, it's not that bad, and, and for us, it's actually relatively healthy because of the way that we can power that, that area and that location and what we know that we can do to, to bring even more, um, growth in that certain area. So it's really just evaluating for us, those opportunities that we have. And then once again, and you said this, and I just really, I'm glad you said this because I think people really, really need to understand this. It's about who you're surrounding yourself with, right? And not only your mentors, those people that have been there and done that, and, and they have that expertise and they're willing to share it and you're learning it. But I love the fact that you also surround yourself with other innovators and other forward thinkers because there's such, when you have collaboration like that and you surround yourself with people that are like, yeah, you should do this. And hey, listen, don't take that left and take this right. It's amazing what happens when you start to trust people. When you have people, what we call it, we give them authority in our lives. It's amazing what happens and how you can grow expedently without the effort that it would take to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's really how I evaluate it. When I, I evaluate it because I'm emotional, like I'm like you, dude, like passionate, let's go, let's tear the, do- let's go tear the door down. I'm curious. And this is a question I need. I want to go back to you is you say you do such a great job of removing yourself from your business. You, you know, you, you, you take it, you take a step outside because I like, we all run into this, like we can't see the label from inside the glass, right? It's super hard to do that. How do you remove yourself? Like, do you, do you go on a 24 hour silent retreat? Do you get out of California and go to some other place because it's the best thing for you to do to, to get that? Like, what is your process of doing that? That's a great question, man. I don't, I don't know. I, I, um, I'm always just, it's kind of like a thing that I do throughout the day. It's not, okay. it's not like a, it's not, it's not like, um, you know, a, an event or anything. It's kind of just, I'm just doing it all the time. Huh. Anyway, so I'm always, even like right now, I'm thinking, okay, what am I doing right now? Is this like something that I want to be doing? And yeah. the answer is yes. I'm enjoying this a yeah. lot, man. Very Thank good. you, by yeah. the way, for inviting me. Um, and so, you know, it actually, even during the pandemic was very um, important. And I mentioned it a lot to people when I was talking to them and doing like different webinars and stuff like that is it's very easy to get off track. So I think it starts with 
knowing what my mission, my goal is and having that mission that you said, like, I know what my mission is. I know I can be successful or not. And it's based and I'm always going to fall back on my mission yeah. when I have to answer a question. Right. Yep. So, um, so I'm, that's what I'm thinking about when I'm moving forward in my day is what I'm doing right now going towards my mission. And so during the pandemic, it was so easy for people to get off track yeah. because it was a new, a big adjustment that we had to make in our lifestyle. Yeah. Like people used to go to the office every day. They can't go anymore. Now they have to spend time at home with their kids or, you know, in their wherever, not their traditional way of doing things. And so it created a lot of um, just uh, people getting off track. And that's what you think about, like people getting depressed and like a lot of negativity that's happened because of the pandemic. There's also been a lot of opportunity and great things that have happened yeah. too. Mm -hmm. um, I think those people that did well been able to have been able to stay focused because it's so easy to fall off. And so for me to answer your question, how do I do it? It's just, I'm always like just constantly asking myself is what I'm doing right now, what I should be doing, you know? And it starts with, but it starts with, yes, I guess you're right. Like, going deep and thinking about what's your true like mission. Yeah. And that takes time to think about. Yeah. So then, so once I know what that is and maybe I go to a retreat or go two days away and in the woods or whatever, but yeah. like <laughs> it takes time to figure that out. Yeah. Once you figure that out, the rest of it's easy because then it's like the whip that keeps you back on track. Like once you start going off track, it's like that little stick that puts you back in line. Is it easy for you to say no? No, it's hard for me. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's even though it make contradiction, right? It's a little bit of a contradiction. No, but I think it's, I thank you for being raw with that because it's, we often know what the right thing to do is. It's often really hard to do it. Right. It's hard to and do especially it. Yeah. as drivers, especially as leaders, we just, like, listen, we got big shoulders. We're just going to keep taking more and more on. We can do it. We, we, you know, we're wearing that weighted vest of responsibility. And so it's not okay if everybody else does it, but it's okay if we do it. Right. Yeah. Just to keep yeah. saying yes to all these projects. So I, I was just curious to know if like how that, if you've been become, if you become very disciplined in that, or, or if you haven't, you know, how are you working on becoming more disciplined and saying no to more things? I'm, I'm usually for myself, I'm easy at saying no, I'm disciplined within myself. Mm -hmm. Right. But when other people ask for stuff, I'm always like trying to like say yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but then when I'm doing whatever I'm doing, I'm still asking myself, is this the right thing to do? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So, so I might constantly say yes, evaluating. Constantly evaluating. So if I might say yes, but then I might be like, hey, this is not really what I want to do. So I'm out of here, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. so, um, but but it just comes back to like the drive and knowing that I'm, I want to be moving forward. I have a certain direction and certain thing I want to do. Certain like, even though it's probably you know, this, it's a little vague, but I have a, I have a vision of where I want to go, what I want to, what I want to be doing. Right. And for me right now, it's more about just setting up my kids so that when I'm gone, like they're good. So that's yeah. like the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, but before that it was more, I think it was more just getting away from the growing up bad and not like I had a loving family and everything was great, but just, mm -hmm. you know, just didn't have a lot in mm -hmm. terms of this materialistic things. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so then the beginning was trying to get things and then, and then now it's like making sure my kids are safe and they're comfortable and everything. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's just, uh, I'm just being real, man. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's what we want to hear, man. I mean, that's the thing is once again, I, when I, I love talking to people like you on this show, uh, because 
I think oftentimes we look at people's success and we just try to monetize it, right? We just look at that financial success and say, okay, that's awesome. I really want to go for that. And it's really good for people to hear the reasons behind the success. Yeah, the money is great. There's no doubt about it. Money allows you to do a lot of phenomenal things in your life, security and future and generational wealth, all that stuff. That's great. But there's so many other, like that is just a small portion of it at the end of the day because of everything else that you become during that process. And I think people need to hear that. They need to hear more and more of that story of what it takes to do that, but also just the passion that you got to have behind it. Because if you're not passionate about it, who gives a crap about how much money you're making? Because you're just going to live a miserable life. And you know this. I mean, once again, you've got people that are in your, your world. I got people in my world that you're just going, dude, like... That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. You got all those zeros in your bank account, but I wouldn't take your life if you gave me everything, bro. You know, the problem, the problem is we're just surrounded by so much. It actually takes much more discipline to, to not chase after that thing. Yeah. No, yep. way more discipline. Yeah. You know, to do yeah. that than to say, you know what, I'm going to be true to myself and I'm going to go to the thing that I'm going to be most flamed about. Yeah. You know, where it's much easier to like, you know, go after whatever that everyone else is going after. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just feel blessed that I think the thing that I'm going after is what I really want because mm. I feel good. Like, mm. you know, yeah. Yeah. But, but again, see, it's that self-evaluation I'm pulling out and I'm, I'm always asked. It's always, it's always like, it's important to ask yourself if you're on the right track and we're all human. Yeah. So I don't claim to have all the answers. Yeah. And, uh, anybody that does, they're not telling the truth. Yeah. Oh, thank you for saying that too. Cause people need to hear that. Yeah. These all, there's all these gurus out there, right? Right now, especially in our spaces right now with, te- with, with social media technology, there's always a lot of people out there that are trying to tell you that, uh, they know exactly what to do, that exactly how to do it and how you're going to get you there. And at the end of the day, my man, I'm telling you that the one thing they can't do for you is to do the work. Yeah. That's you true. Know. And you know, one thing, yeah, I mean, if you find people that are really successful, they're always learning. Yeah. They're always looking to somebody else to show them the way. Yeah. Cause it's not about ego, just about if you're true to yourself and wanting to get to a certain point where you want to be, um, it, it's very, I've, it's very difficult to do it on your own. Yeah. You know, and it's very difficult that I've seen from very, like with successful people, um, at least the ones I know, they're usually non-egotistical, yeah. like always, you know, vulnerable. And they appreciate and understand that it's okay to be human. Like, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be uncertain. Like, you, it's like, there's, there's all, it's uncertain, everything that we do in our life. Our life is uncertain. Mm-hmm. And so making big decisions and financial, taking financial risk, it's okay to feel anxiety and stress and, but right, but it's really just about then calculating that and calculating the risk and feeling as confident as can be, as, as can possibly be that you're making the right decision. Mm. But at the end of the day, I think we always end up having to take a bit of a leap of faith, no matter how good we're at, we are, yeah. how great, how many times we've done it. Like there's still that little bit of risk, yep. um, but that's what makes it fun. It is. Absolutely. And it makes a life worth living, by the way. But, you know, if you look at back at the greatest moments in your life, they always had some type of risk involved. They did. They had some, there was something that got you a little bit scared. They got you a little puckered. Right. You know, and that's what the, those are the best stories. Like nobody they wants to hear. Stories. Right. They are the best stories. Yeah. 
It's so, totally the best part. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so true, man. Yeah. Well, man, I tell you what, I have really appreciated getting to know you more on this. It's been fun to hear your story. Uh, obviously, I always knew you were a passionate guy from the last time we talked. So it's just fun to to see that drive and and to see that uh, everything that you've done to to create all this success around in your life. And once again, when I say success, I'm just talking about the life that you've created. Uh, I love the fact that you're just so passionate about your family and that next generation for yourself. And uh, obviously, you're serving a tremendous amount of people on the stage and the platform that you have. And it's just so great to have good people like you, great leaders like yourself leaving that way. And especially in our industry, you know, um, we know it's a tough industry. We know we don't always have the best of reputations, but with people like you leading the way is it's awesome to have you, man. So thanks for doing that. That's very nice to hear, man. Thank you so much for the kind words. I appreciate you, uh, allowing me to jump on and yeah. for all your you know wonderful audience, Thank you very much. And I hope to, hopefully I'm sure we'll be seeing each other in person. Yeah, I know, dude. I'm looking forward to it, my man. We got, uh, we, we got to meet up with Sharon and we got to get out there to California for sure. Well, so now, you got to come out, man. Yeah. It's nice to see you out here. I know, dude, seriously, it has been, uh, well, it's summertime right now. So this is the time, like you don't leave Wyoming. So you're okay. more than welcome to come out here, <laughs> but come like the middle uh, or the beginning of the year, like that January, February, March, you dang right. We're going to, we're, we're hightailing it out of here for a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, I know, buddy. well, I appreciate you, man. Thank Thanks so much for being on the show, and uh, we will uh, we'll, we'll definitely be we'll definitely be uh, talking more. Um, yeah. And as a I know, if you're you know listening to this, you know I highly recommend check out Lab Code Agents. Awesome, awesome platform. They've got great content and they've got tremendous value. And real closers, the same thing. I, I tell you what, guys, I've researched it. We we are very aware of this the, these two companies, and uh, I'm excited about where we're going with them. And I hope that you, as a real estate agent, if you are looking to level up, if you're looking to to get that to the next success in your career, uh, you cannot go wrong uh, with these guys and gals, man. They've got some amazing things. So, Kevin, thanks, brother. I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, bud. All right, guys, we just finished that one with Kevin. Oh my, I told you, I told you it was going to be a good one. And uh, he did not disappoint uh, anybody. Uh, listen, you know, as I, told you, as I was telling you, if you want to follow him, man, just he is on Lab Code Agents and also Real Closers. Highly recommend that you guys get connected with him if you are a real estate agent. What a great, great uh, entrepreneur he is, innovator he is. And uh, he's just, I mean, that's just a portion uh, of what he has in his uh, content and the value that he can bring. So um, as always, you guys, as we continue to grow, it's because of you and your loyalty and the opportunities that you give for people to listen to these podcasts. So I just want to encourage you, please share this with somebody. I know there's somebody in your sphere. I know there's somebody in your influence that you need to have listen to this. So uh, help us do that. Help us get that message out there. And uh, as always, we really appreciate you guys as well. Take care.